We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. <laughs> that messed us up last time too. What is up, everybody? Welcome into the Backliners podcast. My name is Dolson, not Agro, but I... I think I did an all right job this time. Uh, job. I got be- better than last time, right? Little little by little, we're getting a little bit better. Um, I've got Barracuda with me, and we're going to talk all things Smite, play-in tournament. Mm-hmm. Nope, that's not the right one. Oh. The kickoff tournament. Yeah, kickoff Play-in tournament. tournament was like two months ago. Um, it's all the same thing to me. It It is all one and the same. Except one of them you had to not participate in, and then mm-hmm. the other one you did have to participate in. Not for long. <laughs> hey, and you know what? <laughs> Maybe the mindset was you got your yeah, but you got you got Oni warriored, right? I think yeah, the kings got Oni warriored, the dragons got Oni warriored. You only lost two zero to the to the we, Onis. and we got a free weekend if you think about that it. Is, <laughs> that is that is true. Who was? Who had to come in from your team? Who was in? Who did uh, I talk to? Hurry one? Yeah. <laughs> poor Hurry had to come in on Sunday. Uh, poor guy. Um, yeah, I was like, think into the matchups, though. Sorry, go ahead. I was just like, I'm not going to drive over, boys. Uh, one of you guys that lives like five to ten minutes away can drive over. I'm not driving 40 minutes to sit there for a draft. Because we, initially, we thought it was uh, like Warriors and Dragons choose everyone. And yes. Then, right like a snake draft or something where you choose the next person down yeah or something yeah so um yeah, yeah way, so unlucky <laughs> no cba cba yeah. drive all the way over to the studio um from what we because remember we talked i don't remember what you and agro talked about in the week so you and i did the big update the 10.3 yep. and then we did a um a little planes prediction and then got the, it kind of re went over the patch notes because it was so big and i wanted his kind of opinion yeah, good. on everything all oh, right from... designer good yeah exactly exactly um from what you guys talked about and what we talked about just mm-hmm. meta in general did you get did you get a taste of what you you kind of expected at the play-in tournament with yes uh <laughs> god priority item priority um d- did everyone kind of hit where you figured they would um well kind of we knew what warriors were gonna do to us um and i was like i don't want to play one of the like the more gankable 
like certain Ishtars because I know yeah. how Pantom's playing, I know how Jake's playing, and I was like, I was practicing the Hachi going into it, and I was like, it feels really good in lane, but I never played it in scrims against a Ymir. <laughs> and <Right>. uh, <laughs> they <laughs> they top to the Horus and then bottom picked Ymir, and I was like, oh. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, unlucky. <laughs> we're not gonna have lane pressure in this lane, I guess, because we right. were like Hachi Nox versus Ymir Cern, I think. Mm -hmm. And uh you can't get pressure in that lane, up turns out. Um, no, and here's the thing, is you're learning, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh and then Figure also I had a bit of ex teammate syndrome, I think, at my yep. purple buffs. Yep. Um really did not want to give those up. I even said in comms, they're going to invade my purple, it's fine. And then I walked around the corner and died. Mm -hmm. um, so that was probably not great. But it was just like, you know, it was my first time playing against Jake, and I really did not want him to invade my purple. So maybe next time I won't walk into three uh, mm -hmm. different one-on-two situations trying to defend my purple buff. Or walk into a Merlin that was about 2,000 gold over me. That also wasn't fun. Mm. I kind of got one shot. That doesn't feel great, no. Um, no. Vince said that guy was big, and I was like, yeah, right. And uh, <laughs> he was really big. And How big could he be, <laughs> Exactly. Right? He just ice-stanced me and defire-stanced yep. me, and I, he just roasted a little Hachimon on the way out. Um, yeah. So, yeah I, well, look, it's early season, right? Exactly, I mean, this is the time exactly. to, be, to be doing all that. Mm -hmm. um, I was a bit surprised by Kings. I thought that they would adapt a bit better to Warrior style um than right. we did but i think the only game the warriors lost this tournament was when they had afro solo which kind of surprised me just in general uh, i don't think afro is a great solo pick right now um yeah it was... yeah well look anyone who's getting the chance to play afro right now might need to just take it because sure. um i don't know how many people are actually getting the opportunity to uh to grab that pick um all right so before we before we get into the the x's and o's Barra, mm -hmm. um let me let me talk to you a bit about how my food status um changes depending on the time of year um what is, is this no, do you not want to talk about my food no, status i saw your pillow and thought it was a person behind you is it oh what <laughs> on my chair on the other oh, side my... like coming from the the light and i just saw it on the i don't of have a eye, i don't and... have a pillow over there no you have one on your on your chair right <laughs> like the top of your chair <laughs> right oh this okay. guy <laughs> yeah that guy oh. <laughs> i saw that on the corner of my eye and thought someone was behind you okay sorry i, I was really i was terrified i was figuring that <laughs> Because no one else is home right now. It's only me. Um, and so I was thinking that um, something scary could be happening. Um, but it's the time of year for me, Barra, where I am in I am in weight loss mode. I am I am shredding off the weight and low calorie is is hyper important to me. And here's the thing with me and how much I hate actually cooking big put together meals. Um mm -hmm. I hate cooking big put together <laughs> meals, which is a perfect time of year, calorie smart meals, and you don't have to cook. Really? To make use of one of our sponsors on this episode, Factor Meals. Because here's the thing, Bera. Mm -hmm. um, 
around or less than 550 calories per serving. And so for for a guy like me, I'm trying to hit mm-hmm. like 2,000, maybe a little over 2,000 calories a day to just shed off all the weight. So much um, it, it is just a lot of weight to drop off. And diet That's is so I important. That's what I think of when I look at you just... Just so how, how... How is he going to lose all this weight? Yeah, right, right. I got to do it. But luckily, it's easy because with factor meals, I've got pre-prepared meals. I pop them in, heat them up, and they're, and they're there. I don't even have to cook them. You know what I mean? I don't, have to, I don't have to do any of the dicing. I don't have to do any of the cutting, the chopping. I don't have to risk my limbs, my very important limbs, mm-hmm. preparing these meals. Uh, and they're all healthy. Five, again, 550 calories or less. And another good option for anyone of any type of dietary background. That's me. Vegan, vegetarian, high protein, calorie smart, you name it. Uh, they've got stuff for you. And so you want to head over to factormeals.com slash backliners50 and use code backliners50 to get 50% off your first box. That's code backliners50 at factormeals.com slash backliners50 to get 50% off your first box. And a big thing with me, Bear, I don't know how um, I don't know how, how you are with takeout and, and all that, but like when I'm feeling lazy, mm-hmm. I immediately go to, to takeout, to carry out, and I, I feel like I, am, I spend so much money it's so on being lazy, now, you know? Yeah. Um, and the good news is I can, I can, I can maintain... I can maintain my laziness mm-hmm. while still eating delicious food and saving a lot of money compared to what I would be uh, would be spending at the drive-through at the restaurant and shred off all of that weight. <laughs> you know, people look at me and they have to stop themselves from yarfing. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? They yeah. they look at me and That's they say, "This guy." <laughs> they say, "This guy has got some weight to lose," and of course, with proper diet. Uh, all things are possible, and mm-hmm. Factor Meals uh, can help me along on that journey. <laughs> and that's factormeals.com slash backliners50, and use code backliners50 for 50% off your first box. So thanks uh, to Factor Meals for sponsoring this episode of the Backliners. And that is me and my mental health journey with the gym. Perfect. Um, fantastic state yeah. of mind this time of year. I've been working out a lot lately. That's Trying what I'm talking get... about, Bera. That's what I'm talking about. I'm trying to get back into it, and I'm just going at, like, the slowest speed right now so I don't hurt mm. myself and get injured. It's a good way and to this, be. This lower back is just, every time I do back, hey, there's, same. A, there's a slight twinge, and I'm like, should I work yep. out back today? And I'm like, yes. And then I just work out nice and easy, and then I come yep, home, good, and good, there's good. that slight, slight twinge, and I'm like, yep, that's fine. <laughs> you know, that right. would be great. And No, I'm I'm with you. It's been good so far. I haven't been injured like I was last year for like three months straight. So I'm taking it nice. I'm taking it slow. Yep. Um, my chiropractor did tell me I had a bit of scoliosis going on. So that's okay. fun. Yep. Uh, so I think I just work out through that and straight up straighten up my back. I think that's how yep. it works. Good, 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 good. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, you got a brace. Extra you, got, you got a brace. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. what, that's big on the back exercise. If you're doing anything where your hips hinge or anything where you're, you're, no, you're kind of bending forward or backward or you're bent over, you got you to gotta tighten the core to prevent mm-hmm. your spine from actually doing the, uh, the old dance. Um, yeah, I actually, I, I and, and you know what, Barra? I can tell. You look great. You. Your, your, your lower <laughs> back is looking fantastic. 
You're just fishing for compliments, right? I that's really unbelievable. Am. That's unbelievable <laughs> by you. Um, I actually, I <laughs> we're we're getting off off kilter, but that's okay. We build in like five or ten minutes, right before mm-hmm. before we actually get into it. Um, I pinched what I assume is a nerve in like oh, in my man. lower back and in my hips, um, and. For like four months, every time I would wake up, I was like stiff as a board. I had to like stretch for oh. ten minutes. I couldn't, I couldn't like bend down to tie my shoes. Like I had to sit and like haul my leg up onto the the seat oh. that I was with. You know, like Sam, Sam for soccer plays smite with his feet up on the chair. Yeah, that's how, that's how I had knees. to. Right, I had to put on shoes like that because I couldn't Goodness. bend my back for like three or four months, and it's finally loosening up. Um, but that was my first major gym injury, which is surprising to me after like four or five years that that it took that long for me to do something incorrectly um did you feel like coming or was it like immediate it was so i was doing hip thrusts right everyone's Mm -hmm. favorite exercise um to watch me do maybe i can't imagine why um i had i had the i had the barbell across my my like hips Mm -hmm. and i had the little pad around the bar um and i had four I had four 45 pound plates on either side. And so I was 405 on the bar. Wow. That's I, was, about what I, I was, I was hip thrusting that bad boy. And I go down on one and I did not do a good job of bracing. I kind of let <laughs> off the tension of my abs for a moment. And I felt my back bend instead of my, instead of my hips dipping down, it was the back that oh. dropped the weight down. And I just felt a little tug. Oh. And I was like, and it did nothing snapped like nothing, like none of that. But like, I, I dropped the weight and I was like, oh, this is going to suck. And then for like, I've, I've pulled muscles before, but this was yeah. like two or three months worth of like pain and stiffness and sadness. And now mm-hmm. I'm too scared to ever go back to, uh, to that movement again. So to anyone, and, and I mean you, Barra, that mm-hmm. like to watch me from across the gym, uh, you're never going to see it again. Oh, yeah. I, well, I'm on, I'm on the wrong gym schedule as you now. I've realized this. You and I don't go at the same time anymore, which is which yeah, is devastating to me trying to go in the mornings um i went this morning at like 10 or so and mm. the gym was packed bro it was like yeah yeah 10 a.m is a is a hot a it hot was time terrible i was like i'm never coming at 10 a.m so was it was it kids was it like college and high school kids or like just adults. normal adult humans oh, anyone man. between the age of like 18 to like 70 was there there yep. was a guy working out abs with a respirator on, and I was like, oh, perfect. that can't be good. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. You gotta be con- careful, right? <laughs> I was a bit concerned for that guy, because he was kind of wheeling his way around, and I was like, do I need to, like, talk to someone about this? Do I need to you know, let And little know? do you know, he's, like, doing more weight than even I could yeah. do, you know? Like, he's, he's throwing up more weight than, he, he's like a gym old head. Yeah, <laughs> I've noticed that. There was a spring break week where at 10 a.m. Oh, it was like true. miserable um, when all the kids came home, and, and that was mm-hmm. tough. Um, it is weird to watch yeah. like a bunch of 13-year-olds running around the gym. I feel a bit old when I see that. Hey, Barra, can I, can I call you out publicly? Sure. I actually don't know if this is your responsibility, but we're currently playing Super Smash Bros. and reviewing the Summit Aftermath on Prediction Esports Twitch um, oh. title and game-wise. Oh, um, and so I'm sorry to anyone here who's <laughs> who's here for uh, Wait, Smash Bros. I or the title. I have no uh, exclamation. Are you a mod? Smite. Uh, I'm just gonna try to do it from the dashboard. 
Yeah, I'm sure you can do it there. <laughs> I don't. Wait. Agro steps out once. <laughs> wait, and, I don't know how to and... change the title. Oh no! Wait. Well, you know what? I you know what? I don't know if that. It doesn't matter. Okay. What did I just click? I clicked Microsoft Edge. Why is that still on my computer? Oh wait, I don't know how to change it. Wait. And you know what? That's okay. I'm just I'm calling it. Title? I'm calling it out vocally, and we can go from there. Okay. Well, you you talk about something. Real I'll, quick. Yeah, I'll I'll start speaking. Um, and so this past <laughs> weekend, not only. A big birthday weekend for Dave. I'm the old 28 now, by the way. Wow, uh, so talk about talk about lower back hurting and mm-hmm. muscle stiffness. Um, I woke up on Sunday, so it was April 2nd, the, the final day of the kickoff tournament. Rolled out of bed and immediately fell onto the ground because my back <laughs> gave out on me. Um, went to buy hair dye from the store because my hair started to look a little gray, and, and we what? can't be having that. No, you're right. I did not go by oh, hair okay. dye, but I am nervous my, about the grace. One of my friends does have a grace fall in the back of his head, so I was oh, wondering no. if that was happening to you, but he's had that since he was like 18, so. Right. I wonder, yeah. you know what? I actually know a guy like that who's just got a little like yeah. different colored hair spot, and I actually think it's kind of cool. It is. I it's think like it's a, really neat. It's like an inch by an inch on the back of his head. It's just gray. That's right. Um, well, that's going to be me here just around the corner mm-hmm. now that I'm the, the ripe old age of 28. Uh, but other than that, this weekend, we had the Smite Pro League kickoff tournament. And so this was mm-hmm. an interesting tournament in that it had nothing to do with Worlds. Um, it had nothing to do with really anything except for finding the the, the top seed from, from this mm-hmm. event. Because for Phase 1 of the SPL, we're breaking down into two divisions, an Order Division and a Chaos Division. Oh, uh, you play, yes, uh, oh, officially cool. order and chaos. That's cool. Um, you play the teams within your division twice. You play the teams in the other division once. Where in the past you've played every team in the league twice, and it's a mm-hmm. longer phase. We have, I think, it's just a five-week phase this time. Um, at the end of that five-week phase, top team from each division straight to masters and then the other six teams in the league have to go through some road and i'm, I'm sure they're seated based on where they finish in in their divisions uh and so the kickoff tournament uh this past weekend was purely just to find whichever team was going to finish first and then get first choice to send a team to the other division uh hello cat that was a <laughs> That was a very vocal meow. That was the most meowy, <laughs> the most meowy meow I've ever heard. She looked um, me dead in the eyes and just let it rip. Yeah, that was. And you know what? Without context, that could mean so many different things. And I'm glad it means a meow and and nothing else. I remember last time you were on here, I was completely unhinged, and I'm trying to reel that back a little bit. No, that's good. Look, when when aggro is gone, when when dad is away, we uh, the kids we get can to. Play. That's right. The kids can play a little bit. Um, that one's on me. I dragged us down into that. <laughs> um, all right. So we had the kickoff tournament this past weekend. It was kind of a standard bracket: best of threes, four of them on Friday, two best of five semifinals on Saturday, best of five finals on Sunday. Um, again, just trying to find the number one seed to to draft a team into the other division first, and then we kind of ping pong back and forth. Um, so I think we can we can talk about phase one and talk about how the draft show and all that went at the end. But let's uh, let's look over some of these matchups here because I think there were some surprising ones. Um, yeah, started off the weekend. Yep, with that one, Ferryman versus Hounds. Um, 
you know, my read, <laughs> I have a difficult time maybe with this Ferryman roster because they're obviously incredibly talented. I could see this team showing up at any of the LAN events, you know, big, big tournament time. Maybe they turn it on. It's sort of that that style of roster, that core of the roster that's like made Worlds runs the last couple of years, but like during the regular season aren't great. You know, they're like <laughs> middle of the table and then yeah. like suddenly during Worlds they they somehow find a way to to go on a run. Um and so the Eldritch Hounds, the play in team, two owed the Sticks Ferryman in our first best of three on Friday. Um and I think for me, Barra, it's just interesting, and it was a surprising matchup and a surprising result just because of how poorly play-in teams have done in the past. Yeah. Where where I'm used to, although I guess, was it last year? Maybe last year is when the only Warriors had to play in, and I knew they'd be be a little bit better than, than what we were expecting. Mm-hmm. But for the past couple of years, you know, it's been like Valks and Scarabs, and it's just been like kind of those two bottom teams. Team, you know what's right. going to happen, yeah. Um, so I was surprised that... Not only the Hounds won, but that they won 2-0. They, they kind of took it to the Ferryman. Yeah, I don't think Ferrymen have the best read on the meta right now, um, which, I mean, a lot of teams don't, but I don't think Ferrymen really have their identity down. It kind of seems like they were maybe trying to do a little too much with the Pernabog solo or trying to do trying to fit yeah. a style that maybe wasn't theirs. Um and I also think that, like you said, the members on this team kind of need time to cook. And I think that... You just got to let them cook. Yeah, they're not going to be a team that will really come out in like a spring split or like a summer split, I think, and really like perform exceptionally well. I mean, they'll be good, but I think this is more of a fall split team, especially with kind of Cyclone coming back into the swing of things and just kind of like... Probably relearning shot calling because I think Cyclone's like one of the best shot callers yep. in the league. Um, and also with Aurora, uh, I think that that duo lane just kind of needs some time to remesh together and kind of learn how to play with each other again. And also, it's just kind of a different meta right now um, with a lot of people just kind of playing their own individual best picks and just kind of. Throwing everything at the wall and seeing what sticks, I think. And yeah, they um they brought out the the ESET jungle in, in yeah. game two of that. We don't have the matches updated online, so I've had to go back in the, the Smite VOD mm-hmm. YouTube channel and scroll through picks and bands. Um and so game two against the Hounds, they brought out the ESET jungle. Of course, Sino being in the jungle, I think, gives that like a couple of extra points. Mm-hmm. Um it is one of his major picks, and he does love to do the Sino right. combo on you. Um, but also, have you been Sino comboed, Vera? I have. Uh, it is not. <laughs> it's not the most fun thing to do in the world, and you kind of don't really have counterplay to it. Um, I mean, I, in that game, I think it was game two where Oath just got a crazy quadra kill when they were pushing mid. That's right. That's kinda right. Just a, an odd. I would say almost like disrespectful push. Um. No one's really, like, looking for Oath. They're all just kind of, like, grouped up. And a Thanatos just has a Thanatos moment and just one-shots three people. Um, and no one really, like, reacts accordingly, and they just kind of all die. Uh, but in general, I think Oath had a really good week. Um, yeah, I was going to say, what's your read on Oath? Because I think for a while, conversation around Oath has been, if if there are jungle swaps, things like that happening in the SPL, you know, there's rumblings mm-hmm. that Oath might be the, the one to 
to make a move over. And I think there's been conversations about him and, and, and sort of wanting to make it to the SPL on certain teams, things like that. Um, I think showed us that he can be a hyper carry, not only for this team in general, but, but in the SPL, um, I think he had an impressive week one or, or day one, and I guess week one, um, and could be an X factor for this Hounds team. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, the kind of pro synopsis before was that he never really performed when he was kind of back up against the wall and needed to carry his team. But I think yeah. seeing that this weekend, uh, he was still making tons of plays everywhere. Like even in the dragon set afterwards, he was still doing a lot on the map and just playing really unhinged which i think for him is what he needs to do because his mechanics are so good to begin with right if he could just put himself in the situation and just go for the play which he was doing um i i think he had a really great weekend yep i think this hounds team could be threatening could get better mm -hmm. as the year goes on we'll talk about their matchup against the jade dragons here in a little bit uh and speaking about the jade dragons they played in our second quarterfinal of the day on friday um up against the atlantis leviathans and uh and the goat of the moment gabe ethan subbing <laughs> in to the uh to the mid lane for the leviathans and it actually started out really well for gabe that game one got thoth for yep. the leviathans uh and kind of slammed the jay dragons <laughs> unfortunately for gabe. for gabe yeah unfortunately for gabe got banned and then ran out in games two and three where the jay dragons and I want to make sure I clarify this. I know our, I think our Twitter account tweeted that it's a reverse sweep. I don't think a reverse sweep is a thing in a, in a best of three. I completely um, agree. <laughs> so in, in two straight games, the it's, Jade Dragons then beat the Leviathans. Um, it's like a little like dust broom sweep. It's not a complete sweep. It's just a, yeah. it's a tiny sweep. Yeah, it's... But reverse I don't, sweep I don't have like a too much weight to throw it on a best of three right it's it's fives or sevens you know yeah, it's it's you're, you're down 2-0 or you're down 3-0 um is there any esport or sport that is longer than a best of seven i, so I know not. in <laughs> in call of in and cod their their tournaments oh their grand finals are best of sevens but that's the longest i think i've ever seen Halo would do two best of fives oh that's right they would reset if yeah. the lower bracket team won right Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I think you're right. Um Which is why I always love W. Did Smite things. ever do resets? No. I don't think so. I don't think so. Like a imagine yeah, it's actually well, we're gonna get sidetracked here. Um mm -hmm. Yeah, you're trying It's always a it's always a conversation around world's time where like should we do double elim type brackets, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um and my counter argument is always if the losers team wins in grand finals on Sunday and you do a full reset into another best of five, that's like, I don't know. I just, that's way too much smite. I think, I think we're there until two o'clock in the morning. If the mm -hmm. thing goes the distance um, and it's too much. Um, anyway, Leviathans versus <laughs> Jade Dragon. So, so game one of this set uh, okay. was the coming out party for, for Gabe Ethan crushed on the Thoth. Do you know anything about Gabe? I knew nothing about Gabe I've coming into this, him, this weekend. I played against him a lot in ranked, and he's always been pretty good. Uh, I yeah. was impressed with him on game day, and because I, I was calling this an easy 2-0 for Dragons, like very easy 2-0. Yeah. Uh, just having a sub in the mid lane that's trying to replace Shinto, of all people. One of the, one of the goats, one of the best yeah. in the world, right? Like 
that seems kind of difficult and for them to win a game i think means a lot for levi's and i can just kind of tell by watching that they were doing a lot to control the map into dragons they're just kind of going for a lot of hail marys which in my opinion for playing with a sub going for permanent hail mary plays is the best way to play the game and just making them react to you like they were just going to like really early kind of warrior style of play just going to the objective just hitting the objective seeing what happens yeah. um and i i really respect the leviathans and not just not just like trying to play a normal game of smite just trying to like do something slightly different um not the methodical normal leviathans play we'd see and just kind of try to do like a little smork best of three yeah you got to do it uh so it wasn't the easiest debut for this jade dragons roster but in a little baby duster sweep uh, <laughs> dragons would go on to win uh game two and three and and started to learn early in this event that mike was gonna love his mage supports and yep. that i think supports in general though the leviathans what did ronnie play he played kepri game one and then let's see if my scrolling and then maui game two and then what did he get in game three and then did end up playing Knox in game three um mm-hmm. so mike mike showed us early that he was gonna love these these mage support picks and i think this is interesting about the dragons and i'm still uh trying to learn about this team where it feels like they've kind of got a new identity where they were able to play together well as a team in the first couple sets of the weekend while also sticking to their like very specific, unique God pools. Like mm-hmm. Dardes was playing very Dardes-y picks, as he will. you know, as he yeah. will, right? I don't know if that changes. Um, and it felt like Lasbro was, was, was kind of doing the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and so after what was a rough game one, I think the, the dragons, um, uh, yeah, started to just, find their their cohesion a bit. Yeah, you just look at the sub and what the sub play. Oh, the sub played well in Thoth. Let's get him off of Thoth and see what he can do. And right. Unlucky for game. Yeah. Are you giving are you giving a sub Poseidon? Is a Poseidon a bit of a big swing in your mind in game two? That's a. I mean, it's what they were playing for the big fifty fifty. I guess you're right. Yeah. Let's just go to something that's YOLO and see how they respond. I if he's comfortable on post, uh, like. When you play with a sub, it's just you ask him, what do you want here? It's not really about, like, what's best for the draft. It's You just want to make your sub as comfortable as possible. And yep. if he wants post, give him post. Or I don't know the whole situation, obviously, if, like, the team wanted post. But in my opinion, you just make him as comfortable as possible. Yeah, it's one of those things probably where the event isn't season changing you yeah, know and yeah, so exactly. it's like we got a guy he's playing for us let's see what we can get done but like um mm-hmm. you're not going to make any massive strides on on a quick turnaround like that uh and then game three more hell for mike had been playing Knox, uh amc for for Dardes out of mid i think last and, and and right one that i left out was lasbra playing like athena jungle yep. um which i feel like it's just such a lasbra e thing mm-hmm. um it does a do lot you think he was he was he was absolutely slamming on on athena jungle and it was i have to imagine just obnoxious to play against um do you get the feeling that this dragons team and those types of picks those types of god pools will will change and kind of standardize throughout the year where where lazarus playing very lazbra things it's very unique dart is playing dartus things or do you think that as players from what you know about them they're just going to stick with those picks but but maybe find a way to make it work 
in a uh, in a more cohesive team environment. From knowing Dardas, I think he'll try to learn a few new picks, and then if they don't work well in scrims on game day, he's probably just going to pick Hera and AMC or whatever else is in his god pool. Flask yep. can play, obviously, like most of the assassins and like Athena and Hebo and Poe, so his god pool is pretty large most of the time. And then PBM just kind of always... It, I wouldn't say like wants to be different, but wants to be like slightly ahead of the curve most of the time. Right. And this is a tournament where he can kind of like flex his guns a little bit and just kind of be or try to be a little different or just see if the picks and scrims work the same on game day. And then Vote and Nika can kind of just play whatever's in the meta. Um Yeah. And they've they've kinda of always been the meta people. They sure have. And they've been uh they had a good weekend this weekend, mm-hmm. and so that was a two one for the Jade Dragons over the Atlantis Leviathans. Uh, moving on to our third quarterfinal on Friday was the Camelot Kings versus the Gilded Gladiators. So this, look, this is a tough draw for the other yeah. qualifier team. The Gladiators smacking right into the defending world champ, Camelot Kings. Um, and I remember you, Agro, and I actually talked about this on on the like roster breakdown episode a couple mm-hmm. months ago. Um conversation around the kings largely was obviously they're the defending world champs that has had a dominant world's run like gotta be one of the most favored teams but the yep. question was would the meta play into how we know this team likes to play the game like something that mm-hmm. could hold the king backs if the meta moves away from from what the kings like doing and moves on to something else um did not seem to be the case in their first set of the weekend. They uh, they kind of cleaned up quickly over the Glads. Yeah, someone in chat just reminded me, when they were, I think Gladiators could have won a game, but Bobby didn't bomb the Titan, if I remember correctly. I think oh, that's right, like, there was a base racy thing going on. Yeah, I think Bobby was like Fafnir or something, and I'm pretty sure his bomb would have killed Titan, if I, if I remember the situation correctly. Um, yeah, from... From scrimming against Kings. Yeah, let me find this. Uh, they were just still insanely dominant. They still controlled the map really well. They still... Like, if you try to play the game a little slow, Kings will just always beat you. Um, yep. They just play the map better than you. They just want to be one step ahead of the macro play. And then BMT just loves to hit all of his buttons on you, especially as a backliner. He's somehow hitting me the team fight um so yeah kings from oh I mean, that I, is brutal i called them before to win the whole thing um uh, but it yeah. turns out obviously warriors are the smart kings of this tournament so oh we'll talk about them yeah. and you here just in a moment bear I, don't you worry um <laughs> yeah i went back and watched that clip by the way it bombed 100 percent. i guess for my un my relatively uneducated opinion definitely deletes the titan there uh, at the end of that game so could have gone to three uh and so i mean you look at a moment like that mm-hmm. there was a chance for the gladiators on on a risky well maybe not so risky if you got all the damage uh <laughs> call at the end of game two from sending it to a game three uh limited data on this team watch them during the play-in tournaments mm-hmm. um talking about play-in teams and and overshooting expectations is what which is what the hounds did in in our opinion uh after what you saw from the gladiators this weekend is there a concern of 
that being the that that squad kind of being the uh the the one that's catching a bunch of losses all year long or do you think you saw enough to to think that they could be a competitive team take some wins off other squads honestly i can't really answer they seem very 50 50 to me from scrimming them and then also watching them play i don't want to say that they are a team that's just going to catch losses all year if they're in my opinion, one game away from being the Kings. Yeah. Um, and I think that they have gotten a lot better. I think Bobby is performing really well right now. Um, I I think that they're a team that will need to find their identity and find what they're good at. And if they can perform what they're good at, they'll be really good. Also, I think it needs to be slightly different from the normal meta. I don't think they should chase after the meta. They should stay slightly different with whatever Snoopy wants to play and Kimmy wants to play. Also, Scary D likes to be slightly different too. Um, yep. So I think that they just need to play kind of their own game of Smite. Um, I I don't know. It's hard for me to say. I, I just think they're in the middle right now for me. Um, yeah. I don't, want to, I don't think they're a team that will just lose all year. I, but I don't think they're going to be near the top. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's that's that's sort of par for the course with uh with some of the qualifier teams I, I think they're a talented squad i mean you've you've changed up some of of that kind of scarabs team but then somehow the scarabs find their way back onto that <laughs> roster anyway um and so there, there's history with that team i think Kirami could be an asset for uh for the gladiators over the course of this year as well so the gladiators uh bow out in the quarterfinals up against the kings it was expected but mm-hmm. Uh, if a bomb gets dropped there at the end of game two, you're potentially going to three against the Kings. And that then, being uh, said, I think the Kings probably still win the set if it goes to three. Yeah, right. Yeah, but, I'd agree. Yeah, I'd agree. But but I'm sure the Glads would feel a bit better about themselves if uh, you were able to, to to see that one go in. Alternatively, hey, our first tournament against the defending world champs. That's my mistake, guys. But like, look, we almost you know we we basically won that game if I play it perfectly. Uh, exactly, so I think yeah. there's some good. It is an overused caster phrase, and I admit this, but like sometimes, and and we're we're so far from this with the Gilded Gladiators, but like in the past with these teams that you know they're zero and twelve or whatever during the phase, and there's like just only so much you can say that like mm-hmm. we we try to be like, well, there's some good in this game. Here's some, like a couple of yeah. the moments that went well for them. Um, clearly, we're not there yet with the Gladiators. The year hasn't even started, but they're actually you know despite <laughs> an O two, I think there are some some silver linings and things to get excited about for uh for the gladiators team some more kings things from the kings mm-hmm. um there you talked a little bit about it yep. already um highland ravens the uh the ka gang kaka up against uh, <laughs> the oni warriors and oni warriors that is not nika dardes neil cuvo kind of funny is is always going to be strange to me mm-hmm. um and this is a team that all of the casters had either last or second to last. Um, and I stand by my, I stand by my decision-making only in, only in the sense that I, I've always said, and I might've even said this when we did the roster rundown, that this Oni Warriors team, so incredibly talented individually, but like I looked at them not knowing much about who does, doesn't like, and and does and does not shot call on mm-hmm. this team, and I, I had no idea what their identity was going to be. Um, 
And a team without an identity on paper, now we know they have one, but on paper kind of scared me, um, which is why I ranked them so low. But clearly, me and the rest of the gang were were woefully misguided um, because this Sony Warriors team, uh, I think, had a lot of people by surprise this weekend. Mm-hmm. I mean, they to go 8-1 and one in a whole weekend is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Like I touched on earlier, uh, we kind of knew the style of play they were going to play against us. Unfortunately, we got a bit caught out in the draft when they put the Horus solo. Um, we definitely learned a lot from that set of definitely just the meta in general and what we as a team need to do. Because um, we were kind of hoping to get jammed for a while and then kind of come back. And not like we're going to the game hoping or knowing that we're going to be like down three to four K obviously. Right. Um, right. But it was kind of like take smart decisions on the map and to take the fights that we think are going to be good. Um, but unfortunately I think game one was just a bit of a draft diff. Uh, I think the Amir really caught us off guard and duo, especially um, with them just wanting to hold W the entire time. And then with me going Hachi as well, it was kind of experimental, but it was going really good in scrims uh, whenever I had pressure. And I kind of wanted something that was just going to survive to the ganks of Pantom, since that guy is the ganker of all gankers. Um, so yeah. if I if I could survive and he the ganks... Yeah, if I could survive the ganks, we'd be fine. Um, but I think game one, he got the double Thor dunk on me and Vin in mid lane. If we don't get double Thor dunked, we probably just kill Jake. Uh, but me and Vin kind of put on our uh, horse blinders and uh, tried to kill the Ymir. And then we got double Thor dunked. And if that if that doesn't happen, I'm pretty sure we can win the game. And then game two, game two turned into a bit of an arena game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we I think we had a bit of a lead, and then. We just took fights everywhere that weren't great. Uh, I was really trying to defend my pro boss for no reason besides the fact that it was Jake. Uh, and I was, I'm not, I'm not going to say I was having a bit of fun, but I was just kind of like trying to get in his face back when he was getting in my face, uh, which wasn't really good because uh, they just uh, killed me and got my beats and my pro buff, right. which was a lot. Yeah, sad. Um, but I, I definitely could have played way better. Uh, I think us as a team, we're still kind of learning each other's identities and how we want to play the game. Uh, our scrims this week after our uh, play-ins, or whatever tournament, kickoff tournament, has, have been so much better than before. Because I remember nice. the previous podcast, I was like, it's a bit of a fiesta. We don't really know what we're doing. We don't really know what other teams are doing. Um, but now after watching Warriors and just kind of what to do on the map and how to make map decisions because going from season nine to this season is a completely different version of competitive smite um right before you were kind of left on an island in adc and like picks like danza burrow would be really good because i could like play aggressive and try to solo the enemy adc and like have pressure on purple and the camp on the outside but now it's literally like you're playing an arena game especially if you're playing its warriors like the the cards will just be changing like every 30 seconds you don't really know what you're going to be laning against you don't really know where on the map they're going to be going to 
and you just have to like up your pace a lot yeah. and to pl uh, especially to play against someone like the warriors um and especially playing at someone like jake which jake is really fun to play against uh but again i we trolled a bit in mid i think game two and i definitely trolled a bit in adc uh trying to defend my purple buffs and they took like a bad fight mid or whatever we talked about afterwards um yeah, I, I was still really happy with how he played. I honestly thought the game uh -huh. was going to go worse than they did. Um, <laughs> which was kind of funny, because... Yeah, we, we we felt like we had a solid chance to win both games. Um, but we definitely played a bit too troll. Yeah, is there... I mean, the conversation around the Warriors... And and I I, I don't want to fall into the trap of, like a team that you never give credit to or whatever, right? Like, okay, they won, but mm -hmm. this could happen. They won, this could happen. Um, but I think there could be a conversation around, clearly this is a very talented team, uh, and they're going to make some waves this year. Is there a world in your mind, or or is this is this even just a wrong way of thinking about it, where where meta and speed kind of settle and slow down, and the only Warriors are... are maybe maybe slowed a bit in the way that they want to play the game or do you just do you not think that that really happened like is the meta right now and for the foreseeable future just how the only warriors like to play uh it will depend on patches for sure going yeah. into spring split um depending on you know if some mage items get nerfed uh you know a lot of <laughs> evo i saw the rest of the week no that guy was one-shotting uh, I think at the very end, I saw him ult for 2.1k, which is a big number. That did um, happen, yes. So we, we'll see uh, what happens as the patches develop and as the metas develop. Um, Do you I, think that what we saw this weekend was, like, settled meta for for the first, like, couple weeks of, of the SPL? Or was it sort um, of Wild West? I'll say a mix of both, um, which is okay. kind of a cop-out answer, but... no. Depending on the team will depend on the style of play. Like, if we watched Kings and Dragons play, I think it would be a very different version of Smite than watching right. Warriors play against those teams. Um, that being said, uh, to your point earlier, I think regardless of the meta, I think now that Warriors have won a tournament doing this, I think that they will only be doing this for the foreseeable <laughs> future. Right. Right. Um, and just pressing the gas at every objective at every buff and just kind of trying to spread you as thin as possible on the map and make you feel as uncomfortable as on as possible because saw wants to be invading jake wants to be invading pagan wants to be invading Pantom wants to be invading netroid is just like along for the ride doing whatever jake is like controlling him around the map as someone who who is laying with jake um you're just you're going into the fire every single time um so i think yeah, I think Warriors will just continue to be playing this way regardless of meta. I think yeah. I think the meta would have to slow down a lot for Warriors to be a bad team. Got it. Um, yeah, and actually Pete in chat makes a really good point. You know, with the way that the year is structured with, with updates and stuff, we're doing these big seasons during year 10 of Smite. Um, in theory, there are these big disruptive updates at, at different points throughout the year. So teams and their ability to, to adapt and, and make big changes – um, I don't know how long our season cycle is. Uh, three, four months, something like that. Every every few months, mm -hmm. um, 
will get tested. So that was our quarterfinal day. We had two semifinals on Saturday. It was Hounds and Dragons going up against one another. Um, both of our semifinals ended up four game sets. Um, and nor- I was kind of jo- I was joking with one of the casters. Normally, we have to wait so long to get to get uh, uh, you know three game sets in the quarters four or five game sets and semis or finals we had double four game sets on saturday and that was hounds uh v dragons up first mm-hmm. um i think i think his dragons team meshed together nicely there were a couple of times i think specifically in in game one against the leviathans and then which one did the hounds win I, hounds maybe won game no they won game three and pushed us to game four. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were moments where it was like Oni Warriors of, of last year, that, that team from last year, like little <laughs> shades of some yeah. decision-making issues kind of like poked their way in, and, and I could... The curse. I saw some openings, right. But um, went back to a lot of their play style, and I actually talked to them, the, the Jade Dragons, a few of them today, um, and their read on that team was, uh, on their team, is that they feel like they're they're flexible enough in draft and flexible enough in play style um that from game to game they can have they can have really different roles mm-hmm. to to carry different roles to to play through um and i think we saw a bit of that in in the semifinals specifically there were some there were some games where dardes went off had a big hera game lasra yep. got athena jungle back saw some big lasra games you trust uh nika with the surter which uh, I don't know. It might have been the first or second time we saw Surter that weekend. Um, and so I think, you know, you drop a game to the Hounds, and, and I think that's the, the this is going to be the type of team that in a best of five can can sneak one away from you and maybe later in the year just take take the whole set overall. Um, but I think this was still a pretty convincing semifinal from the Dragons. Yeah, I want to bring up uh, a lot of individual plays. Um, sure. We saw Q, I think, solo Dardes twice. Did uh, happen. And then I saw Coast uh, solo vote, and Coast That's was very right. happy about doing that in my chat. Uh, Make sure right. I watch that on normal speed, too. Um, so shout-outs to Coast. Um, but yeah, I completely agree with you. I think Hounds are going to be devastatingly good uh, throughout the year. Because I, I just think all of them are playing so well together. I think Oath is coming out really strong i think ducky had a really strong performance too um oh, coast is in this chat now i gotta say lucky we gotta say <laughs> mean things now <laughs> i literally added and typed v and there was no one in chat and then coast somehow <laughs> somehow slides in i wanted to give him a, a compliment when he wasn't here and somehow he's listening yeah um, i mean look you're gonna have to land against this guy all year long i really um, don't want to that guy is really good. <laughs> you were saying mean things about you before. Okay, no, there's the, no way. Barra's too nice. The mean thing I said was he did the thing where you buy an item and then there's a space between the item you bought and your next item. And I was mm. like, Coast, why are you doing this to me? Like, this Yeah, like visually so that's obnoxious. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's I like, agree. It's like putting your starter in the wrong slot. Like, uh, just don't worst. do it. It just looks so bad when I... I hate I, when people pick rat, you know, because exactly. you get the acorn automatically Thank and the you. starter's like one over. It just, it <laughs> sends me. 
Um, yeah, I think Coast had a really good weekend, especially when yep. he got one shot by Hera. Uh, that was really fun to watch as a backliner. Just kind of no. There we go. Yeah, this is just, good. <laughs> just just totally flip the script. Die in Ishtar right after he sends it out, and then you know there's a Hera to max range, Argus on his dome, and then Coast, you know, just mm. insta dies. But what a dream. At least he peeled his mid laner that was out of position, you know. Uh, back to actual. Uh, <laughs> I I do think Hounds are gonna be insanely good this year. Um, just watching Oath play, I think Oath was the biggest question mark for me on this squad, and I think just watching him play aggressively, watching him play confidently, I think that he, I don't want to say it will be like the next like Andenster because that seems weird, but I think he's gonna be the next like big name after yeah. this weekend because I can see it. He was making plays when they were behind. He was making yep. plays when they were ahead. And I think for your jungler to be having that mindset of not just going to farm, still trying to force things, still trying to make plays, I think that's really big for your team morale as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I think they're going to be insanely good. I, I think the fact that they won a game in this set, uh, I, I kind of knew that Ferrymen weren't going to be great at this land, so I was kind of expecting Hounds to win. Yeah. Um, but just watching them like being able to take a game off of dragons and being able to watch them make individual outplays, which I think is how they're going to win a lot of games uh, this year. I, I think Hounds are going to be really good. Yeah, I think you you know we talk so much about the Sony Warriors team and how individually mechanically talented they are for good reason um, mm-hmm. because they are maybe one of the one of the most mechanically talented teams in the league. Um, I think we've got a lot of that with this Hounds team as well. And the Hounds could have won game one of this set against the Dragons. They were uh, up in kills for, I think, the entire game. I think I think the Dragons decided them at fire at, like, the 25-minute mark. And with those five kills, went went from one kill behind to, to four kills up. So the Hounds had a really mm-hmm. good game one uh, and then a bit of a bad fight towards the end. So they could, I mean, th- this one could have gone five against the Dragons. Um, and so good signs of life from the Hounds. But I also think fans who are a, a fan of the core of Nika, Dardes, Vote, or, or Laz, or, or Mike, um, are also seeing a team in the Dragons that can be cool and, and collected when behind when when the game's on the line um because the only warriors were not super consistent in those types of moments over the last couple of years um and so yeah. I th- you know i think this was a this was a test of a, a set for the dragons and and i think one that'll instill some confidence in their fans but also hounds fans um a team with uh with a lot to look forward to because i mean you're right they were able to to scrap pretty effectively with the dragons they were down oh two after could have you know potential winning game one one game three force game four um you know it's kind of easy mentally to, to bow out of a moment like that when things are you're down oh two but uh they were able to stick with it so that's a three one j dragons win only warriors back in action against the camelot kings i think this was the anticipated um or, or or the 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 really analytical analyzed match on on Saturday it's sort of mm-hmm. this this wild play style the only warriors versus the calculation of the Camelot Kings and I think both teams have shown us that they can play both styles um but this is an only warriors 3-1 win over the Camelot Kings I was thinking you know maybe we're going uh maybe we're going 
a Kings win here. I thought the Kings might be able to shut them down. The Kings do win game one, but then it's mm-hmm. just three straight rattled off wins for the Oni Warriors. Yeah, I still just think if they didn't have Afro Solo, I think they would. <laughs> like, they had an Afro Solo that I'm pretty sure died at level one or level two, uh, and that is not a good start for Afro Solo. But then you still... Uh, yes, level two. You were able to watch the kind of smore comeback potential of the Afro Susano late game, especially with the yep. Mori too. I think that was the game. Um, just the potential of Warriors to make comeback plays and to still kind of like Oath we talked about earlier, just still kind of making plays when you're ahead or behind. I think we saw a lot of uh, plays like that from Warriors where they were just not letting off the gas pedal regardless of the situation just making plays yeah and i i think that that's a big also reality check for kings to play against that pace um it's a very na style of pace in my opinion and just holding the gas the entire time and i i think kings will have to adjust their play style at the minute stays like this to try to beat a team like warriors right now or which is what Sorry, go ahead. Or just try to like beat them in draft somehow. Right. Well, that was the conversation we had, right, with with the Kings was I mean, obviously you're going to favor them before we've seen any smite get played, but mm-hmm. depending on what the meta favors, um that'll have to roll around a bit. Yeah, the the Warriors go kind of nutty in in game 2. They kind of mop the floor with the the Kings. A, a stinker of a game for Twig goes 1 and 7 on on the rap compared to the 5-0 and from Panatom on the Susano. Um, and this is before the game is even over in the screenshot that I'm looking at, yeah, so it could have gotten worse. They were just um, jamming solo side into the rat, yeah. and then they were jamming yeah. duo side. The rat couldn't get any ganks anywhere, and then Pagon, was he Thoth that game? Uh, Pagon was Hebo in game two and ends at like 6-1 and one or something crazy like that. Was that the game like where he had like crazy um, player damage? Um, like three. I was, all, there's a, there's so. I mean, he ended with games. like 15 or 16k by the end of oh, a 25 good. minute game. Um, but did minute. get, where did he? Did he get Hebo back later? No, you got Merlin in game four. Where's game three? Yeah, I think it was game. Did three. get? Oh yes, game three. He went nutty. He had 23,000 damage in 26 minutes. Uh, yeah. 24, 25. Every time I scroll forward, he's got a thousand more damage. Um. Yeah, ends with that. with about thirty thousand damage in a thirty minute game, uh, at eight and three. For a Hebo, um, yeah, to be able to do that much damage as a as a pretty close range character. Um, yep. I remember the last team fight of game three, he got a triple Hades ult. Saga got a triple Hades ult. That's right. Uh, Pagan got a double Hebolt, and if that many people are getting hit by those buttons, you cannot win a team fight as a as a yeah. backliner. Like. You literally, there's nothing you can do if you I'm guys watch this fight. Oh, there it is. Hades ulted. Like, oh my god, did I miss this? It, on. Oh no, Ge- genetics. He horused two twig. <laughs> yep. Oh my god, that is unlucky. Yeah, that was a that was a smackdown by the Oni Warriors. Um, yeah, because it was just like the game oh, was just happening, and then they just yep. got destroyed instantly. Yep. And then kind of happens again in it's actually not as dramatic. Kings Kings bring a lot of fight. Actually, how did the Kings how did the Kings lose this? Kings were up Kings were up like four or five thousand. They were up five K at twenty five minutes and then Pagan uh, just goes crazy. Yeah, I guess, yeah I guess it's the the Merlin 
got some items online. They got FG, and, and the game kind of flipped around from there. So I think the Kings oh, maybe caught a bit off guard by speed was, later in that game. I think that was the game where Yark and Twig just walk away from fire. Warriors just walk back to fire after a fire team fight, and then just get fire for free. And I was like, right. I was watching him like, what? Like, why? Why are they just walking away from fire giant? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, especially. Especially as a team that we know is as good around objectives exactly, um, yeah. as the king are, as the kings are. Um, so this is where the kings bow out of this tournament semifinals. I'm not worried about the kings this year. Um, you know, could could the the sailing may not be as smooth as it was during Worlds. You know, you're 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 probably not sweeping every team that you play this year. Um, but this is a very talented team, yep. um, and so I'm giving them I'm giving them some leeway, some leash to to figure out the meta and kind of bounce back. Um, and it could be a quick conversation because on Sunday the grand finals of the kickoff tournament: Jade Dragons, Oni Warriors, um, and the Oni oh, Warriors simply do it again. They simply they they Jazzberry Jam. I don't know if you can still call the Jade Dragons the Jazzberry Jammers because four of that four of the five team members are cool. gone. As authentic, I think I think the only warriors might be the Jazzberry Jammers this year. They got Pagan, sure. the the king of it. Um, and again, I talked to Mike and 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 Nika and Lasbro today. You know, of course, you want to win. They're 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 treating a set like this, as I'm sure all the pros did, as a more productive, more serious mm-hmm. scrim environment, right? Um, obviously, there's something on the line with drafting and things like that, but you know, without serious prizing worlds all that sort of stuff on the line i think um they're trying to just figure some stuff out and and mike admitted that it was a pretty fun set to play because you're just constantly scrapping um so game one pagan gets the thoth uh and the only warriors are are up 10k gold at 20 minutes despite only having six kills which i think is is pretty impressive oh and i got to the point in the vod where sot is being 3v1 in duo and he then he one shots laz uh and then panatom rolls in and cleans up he's late later on in the game on mercury i think this was the set where i started going nuts because it felt like i saw more 1v1s 2v1s things like that than um than i was expecting um and I, i think the only times the only warriors slowed down in the finals is when they like simply did too much you know they overstayed or like all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a on a solo mission and see what happens, and then the Jade Dragons were able to like find a pick and and really slow the game down. Um, but other than that, the 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 aggro play style uh, really worked against this Jade Dragons team, mm-hmm. um, even in a game where the kills were lower, like game one. You know, it was like six to four, and the only Warriors were still like 10k ahead. Um, and so, if there is a settled meta, the the only Warriors have figured it out. Yeah, they will be picking lane pressure in all three lanes and counter matchups in as many lanes as they can and holding those W keys yep. as often as they can. Um, which I I think kind of giving, well, I guess it's only PBM a uh, taste of his own medicine from the years <laughs> that he's That's right. done these full smart gameplays of the Hercs and the Fenrirs and everything to get in your face and just kind of like, having to play against five players that are doing that back. Um, but I think, I think as a overall synopsis, I think as teams play more against Warriors, they'll get more used to it. Right. But 
to counter that argument, people played a lot against dragons when they were playing full pressure, and people never learned how to play against it. Yeah, um, I mean, pressure is still pressure, right? I mean, we are still playing uh, smite. We are still playing smite, and it's uh, it's difficult to play against. I remember Lazatry, I think, had a really good, or oh, maybe really good is an overstatement, but a pretty good set this set. Uh, game mm-hmm. two, where I'm looking at it right now, he's six and two on the Susano, but everyone else on the Dragons is is a bit slow. Nika's okay in, in a moment like this on the Surter, but um, this... I think, yeah, because Pagon starts off game two, 0 and 5 on the the Hebo. Stop tied. me if you've heard this before. Uh, he starts off 0 and 5 on the Hebo. And then, yeah, he's he's equal in level. And then in one team fight at the 18 minute mark, he's zero five and six. Do more Deso uh, to Hootie, mm-hmm. uh, like Insta Gibbs vote, and then yeah. kind of I guess KS is a, a kill on the last a little bit for the double kill, but speaks to this team and and then playing Hebo and it happens again. The Hebo thing does in game three. This time Sot gets it and did I think two K is what we said to to whoever yeah. his target was two point one K into the game. I'm watching a, a three-man knockup from uh, from Sot. Game three went absolutely off the rails. This was like a 70-kill, 30-minute game. Yeah. Um, I think the Jade Dragons maybe having some fun, but also just trying to keep up with the the pace of the Oni Warriors. We, we had no tanks in this game except for the Mage Supports building tank. Um, Laz is I going think... crazy again in game three. He's 11-4 and four on the Susano, but the, uh, the, the Oni homies... Um, I guess if you're gonna if you're gonna play their scrap game plan, you better come correct, and it did yeah. not quite happen in game three. Yeah, I think Jake was Nox game three. Yep, he was. Correctly, and yeah, he went nutty. He went zero three thirteen at this point. There were so many team fights where he would just control Lass every single time Lass yep. went in, and to be able to control a Susano in the mid game and the late game is a really hard job to do, especially in this meta where he is just one shotting your backliners. And I remember about three different uh, situations where Jake just destroyed, not destroyed last, but like made his play not happen over and over and over again. Yep. And that is so frustrating as a jungler to deal with. Um, wait, which game was it? Game one when vote was Chiron. Was um, I I just watched vote get deleted in game two. That was when Pagon was zero and five. He might have yeah. also been in game one. Um. It was a Chiron game where he went. There was game two for sure. He was Chiron. Um, game Blue one Stone vote Devos. was Ishtar. It's weird. Uh, <laughs> it was Bluestone Devos Chiron game two. Um, yeah, there was a lot of there was some different hunter builds rolling rolling out this weekend. I think um, we saw a little transcendence, but that was really like the ability based hunters as you expect. Um, or for. Bloodforge, Devos, AMC was really the one building Transcendence. Um, yeah, there was a game where Coast built it, I think, where he did his cowl 40% pin right. build trans. That's right. Um, which I don't think is That's that right. bad. It does destroy frontline and your poke. It was pretty good, but I think he was laying us a Jing Wei, so we'll probably have pressure anyways this time. Yep. He can just kind of walk at her and one her. Um, um, yeah, it was a good weekend for the for the homies, and a good. I think it was a good weekend for the Dragons as well. Um, I think uh, this team got a lot of win conditions and and some stuff to look forward to. So that was the finals, uh, a three zero for the Oni Warriors to end their weekend. Um, with that, we moved into the draft show, and unless there is a 
group standing thing directly in front of me. I'm going to forget what division everyone was in, but we went back and forth, drafted divisions, um, and I'll find yeah. the actual sheet as I'm talking about this. Um, what's your read on the divisions? We can just touch on this quickly uh, before wrapping things up here. Um, play the teams in your division twice, teams in the other mm-hmm. division once, top two teams, one, one from each division go to Masters. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm glad we're trying something new. You know, it's different from just every team playing every other team. Um, however, I don't know if it's going to be some big transcendent um, league changing type of format. I think it's cool, but um, maybe different is, is where it ends instead of completely game changing. Yeah, I would say it's slightly different. Uh, I agree with you. I don't think it'll be anything gigantic. And also, a lot of people are talking about not being able to scrim the people that are in your uh, group or whatever it's called. And yeah, I think right. As long as you're not playing them that weekend, I don't see a reason why you can't scrim them unless Hi-Rez is, like, blocking you from scrimming. I have to imagine group. we're not doing that. Yeah, but. exactly. <laughs> so I, I feel like everyone's still going to scrim each other. Um, but I do think it's a interesting change to the schedule to just make it a bit different and make it less a bit more streamlined too i think um we yeah. had what we had like eight or ten week long like mm-hmm. phases last year that that felt like dragged on for a little while and i think we're doing it's a this is a five or six week phase um going into masters uh this is a whole different discussion but like when when you're mm-hmm. doing like double round robins all year long that it is a lot of smite. There, there's yep. so much smite, and so I'm, I'm totally down with something that kind of streamlines that schedule. You still get a good amount of smite. There's something different to talk about, something different to, to track, right? Divisional standings and, and, and those types of matchup. Who still has to play who? Um, potentially some rivalries in the divisions. I know that we only have a handful of players that really love to, to, uh, get snappy with one another, but. You know, teams playing each other a bit more. Um, all right, so the order division, Kings, Ferrymen, Hounds, you guys, Chaos Division, Oni Warriors, Dragons, Leviathans, Gladiators. Um, you guys got a pretty solid division there, Barry. Yep. You got you got Kings, Hounds, and and you guys and Ferrymen all in the in the same squad. Do you think in the order division is the, the more difficult of the two? Wait, which one was order? Which one was chaos? You guys are sorry. You guys are order. <laughs> kings, kings, ferrymen, hounds. You okay? Oni warriors, dragons, leviathans, glads. Um, on the other side. Um, I think how that's long, tough. How long are the the groups? Are they all year? It, it is. Oh, that's a great question. I actually have no idea what our second yeah, half of the year looked like. <laughs> um, I think currently with how the teams are i think we got the easier group um that's very currently with how they are uh with teams scrimming the way they are and with the meta being how it is uh, i think we have the easier group um slightly easier not gonna say by like a large margin or anything yeah um but i would not want to be in a group with warriors and dragons. Barry, uh, you guys were you guys were last picked. Are you feeling are you feeling slighted by the rest of the league? Are you yeah, are you I'm feeling, feeling very slighted right now? Yeah. Do you feel like you got a chip on your shoulder now? No. Uh, <laughs> feeling very offended right now. Just I'm very lucky. slighted, yeah. 
Yeah, look, I mean, it, I don't know. It was, it was, you might have ended up on that side. Because remember, we were talking about it. I thought it was going to be Dragons on, I thought it was be Dragons on one side, only Warriors on the other, and then those two just, just drafting their divisions back and forth. Um, ultimately, it doesn't really matter, right? I mean, everyone's got to beat everyone to win these tournaments. I mean, exactly. it is a cool, new-looking way of, uh, of, of looking at things. Um, I think only Warriors and Dragons after that, that first tournament being in the same group is uh, could be fun if those two teams uh, kind of try to match pace with one another. I think your group, mm-hmm. depending on how Kings, Ferrymen adapt and how the Hounds grow, could be could be really strong, really great, could be um, a slower side of, of the league, but I guess that's sort of the, the discussion point around all of it and, and dividing things up into uh, – mm-hmm into two different sides um okay so that was the the smite pro league kickoff tournament the oni warriors won it they dropped one one game i think all weekend long you said what eight and oh or eight yep. and one rather um really good weekend for them highland ravens it's the comeback tour throughout phase one i can feel it um yeah I'm a big big ravens fan our scrims have been better so that is good. very nice good. from before, that is that is where... big thumbs up Every day was kind of a fiesta, where now there's a bit more <laughs> drafting cohesion and cohesion with what we want to do. So there's always going to be some build-up, nice. right? Yeah, exactly. There's always going to be some build-up. Sometimes um, you don't mesh but... immediately, and there's some growing pains, but yeah. yeah. The, whatever the opposite of a honeymoon phase is. When, when, exactly. When two people but start also... dating and they hate each other immediately, whatever that phase is called. It's not the honeymoon phase. It's the although you guys don't hate each other, but you know, if we're keeping oh, we the do. oh, you do hate each other. Okay, yeah. so yes, the opposite of the honeymoon phase. Um, I think. What? Go ahead. Also, I will say we did have to play Warriors first round. So that is true. That is true, just... and everyone was getting warriored. Exactly. So you know, if you if you played them any other round, it might have been the finals that you guys played exactly. them in. Exactly. Um, I agree. I agree. That's just that's just. Un- unlock of unlock of the draw um before we close that's, that's are we supposed to do a random question i we did not do it last time uh, i ran far far away from it on accident i um, don't know how to change my discord without leaking every um because uh, currently okay. it is using the monitor and not the discord Got it. application itself let me i'm gonna google random question generator okay um ahead. and just see what pops up I can also try um, to hide it. I can hide your face and just go to like the end screen and I can go through my Discord and that will work. Um, I mean this one's kind of good. Pirates or ninjas? For what? Just what just pirates or ninjas. Which do you prefer? Probably ninjas. You think? Yeah. I actually think I might pick pirates. Well, I think ninjas are cool. Alright, here's the thing. And you think I I think overrated? Um no no i think i think pirates are maybe un underrated Mm -hmm. um i think that i think that pirate actually you know what i might be talking myself out of this i think pirates i was gonna say or maybe misunderstood you think it's all cool swashbuckling you're sailing the high seas you're drinking rum and you're you know you're plundering and you're doing your thing in reality, it's like a disgusting life, isn't it? Like you're 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 you got scurvy, you're famished, you're 
you're like encrusted in salt all the time because you're on the ocean all day. Um, and, and I don't know, you're, you're dirty. You don't get to take showers. And I, I think the like roaming around and plundering and pillaging is only a small portion of, of what they do. I think you're like, you know, think of, of sea travel back in the day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're sailing from one, like from, from England to the U S it's not like you hop on a plane and eight hours later, you're there. You're like on the, the ocean with no motor with hoping the winds are good for like six months to get across the sea. And you got to hope that you have enough pickled herring to last you a trip across the ocean. I'm talking about ninjas are better. I would rather, I guess the question is, would you rather be a ninja or a pirate? I'd rather be a ninja. I'd take it back. You get to oh, sit and meditate. <laughs> I was so now, confused. I was like, you're only talking down pirates. Yeah, no, I'm changing my answer. The okay, more I thought yeah, about it, yeah. the more I'd rather be a ninja. You're really well-trained. I imagine you're well-fed. Um, you're an assassin of the highest degree. Um, and the only redeeming quality of being a pirate is like there are no rules, right? You kind of just get to do your thing. Um yeah, I'm sticking. I'm sticking with ninjas. I think. Yeah, I think this one's pretty easy ninjas for me. Like, okay, basically for all the reasons you said, it's just cooler. You don't have to worry about being at sea for a very long time, which I don't really mm. enjoy being out in the ocean for a long time. And then also on top of that, as a pirate, you're having to steal, which stealing isn't cool. Um, That's true. That's true. Unless you're battling other pirates, and then it's cool. But if you're stealing from good people, then that's just not a good thing to do. That's just Robin Hood, and they write exactly. stories about you. Exactly. Um, all right, one more question. What animal do you think best reflects your personality? Um, I've been called, and I still can't determine if this is a good thing or a bad thing, um, by, by people I've dated in the past, I've been called a golden retriever. Um, in that, you know, I'm, I'm happy, I'm attentive. And this is me assuming this is what they mean. Um, okay. Either it's I'm beautiful and dumb, which is one, one option for golden retrievers, Mm -hmm. or I'm like always excited to see them. I'm attentive. I'm fiercely loyal. I'm always adventurous. Like those types of things I think, uh, would be good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think I do have kind of like a happy dog personality, um, a good bit of the time. So I think, I think hopefully an intelligent breed of dog is what reflects my, my beautiful attention seeking and stupid is how to read the, oh no, unlucky. <laughs> Golly. No way. That was very um, awesome. Yeah, I know. I'm sad. No, it's okay. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I think dog. Yeah, I, I think just, dog of some variety. I just see retriever as fiercely loyal and yeah, good, good, good. Yep. happy. That's yep. how yep. I see That's it. me. Yeah, good. Okay, that's me then. That's me. You know what? Just, I'm going to look this up. What what animal do you think? Uh, I would say almost like loyal to a fault for a golden retriever. Like, regardless right. of the situation, you'll be happy. It's not like a you're going to judge them for doing something wrong. It's you're always going to be by their side, supporting them. What I like this a bad thing, a significant other that is easygoing and makes it fairly simple to maintain a happy and fulfilling relationship. Book it. That's perfect. I 
I'm I'm calling it. That's me. All right, I'll take that. Um, what animal do you think describes your personality, Barra? And then we can be uh, then we can wrap things up here. I would you be a barracuda? No, I think they're jerks. I think they're very mean, <laughs> and I think they attack people a lot. They of attack time. Nemo and his family. Yeah, I honestly don't really know what kind of animal. I would you be a raven? No. What's all right? What's what's your mood at the moment? Are you are you chilling? Are you vibing? Are you are you I'm energetic? Are you tired? I've had mm. insomnia for two weeks straight. So... All right, so something nocturnal. Yeah, like a cat maybe. A cat. You could be a cat. Sometimes tired and lethargic. Um, mm-hmm. Do you ever just get random bursts of like sassy energy? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. So. so maybe it depends on yeah, the person maybe... I'm talking to. Yes. Okay. Maybe you're a cat then. Maybe we're in. Maybe we're in our cat phase of life. Yeah, I think um, I am. I, dude, I've slept like three to four hours a night the last two weeks, and I am. People are saying koala. <laughs> Is a koala, koala thing? Um, koalas are actually like terrible animals. I think. I think they're like really? disease ridden and they're mean. And um, I think they're actually so stupid. But it's not that eucalyptus is the only thing they can eat to stay alive. I think they literally only know how to eat eucalyptus, if I remember correctly. I could be spreading. I could be spreading misinformation about koalas, but. <laughs> Wait, where are the cute no little idea. like red pandas? Yeah, red pandas. We like them. I bet they're pretty chill. You, I'd you might be a red panda there. than a koala because All right. All right. you're not really selling koala as a good thing. Um. Which I'd like to I'm, be a good thing. All right, we're getting so sidetracked. Koala mean. Um, are koalas mean? Everyone place your bet. Are I would say no, they're not typically I dangerous. Don't. They sleep twenty-two hours a day. Um, that's the opposite of me. <laughs> they might. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh. Anyway, I don't know. Maybe koala. Maybe cat. And you know what? Whatever animal is the most... I think cat, because animals are also mysterious. They can't figure out exactly what they are at any given time. Uh, and, and so I think we're sticking with a nice a nice cat for Barracuda. Um, all right, so D- Dave the Golden Retriever, Barra the, the house cat. Um, I am a koala hater, chat. You got it. You got it. Uh, you got it correct here. Um, am I missing out on anything before we close the show? I want to make sure I don't, I don't, I don't ruin Agro's spot here. I don't think so. Okay, fantastic. Congrats to the Oni Warriors for kicking off the SPL season with a dub in that tournament. Buy your Raven stock now because it's going to be worth a whole lot come World's time when, when Barry the Cat's lifting that hammer. You heard it here first. Woo! Um, sweet. Thanks so much for tuning in. Oh, I didn't do this last time. Oh. Barra, you. oh, wait. Oh, do you have something else? No. No, I was going <laughs> to gonna say, Barra, you know what to do. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. 
That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.